Hey everyone, this is Joel. And I'm Kyron. And this week, join us as we say farewell to Arcadia Bay in another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. everyone to another episode of the dialogue options podcast with your ever faithful hosts joel mcdonald that is me and as always my very very good friend and co-host mr kyron morrison how are you doing good sir joel i'll be honest with you it's been a long week been a long week up uh, look i'm on the cusp of a long week so yeah, yeah. like you you know because it's school holidays so you you feel yeah. me it's been a oh, long yeah. week <laughs> yeah it's been no fun um no, no bueno here, please. <laughs> no bueno. No tar. Uh, I'm good. No, no, pa- I'm uh, pass. I am. Okay, thank pass you. Pass on the next um, seven days. I'm all good there too. Just don't really want that to be a thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm pretty much my next day off. So we're recording this on Sunday, just to yep. pull back the curtain. <gasps> my next day off. I know, right? My next day off, where I literally don't have to step in my like into my workplace at, for whatever reason, is next Sunday. Fuck. <laughs> like that is and. Harsh. The last the last day off that I had where I didn't have to step into the venue was last Tuesday. <laughs> so, woo! Um, yeah, no, no bueno. <laughs> yeah, obviously there's a couple of DJ shifts in there and stuff as well, but like, you know, it's uh, it's not great. Almost had to work like a double shift today as well, but um, I was like, no, I have important things to do, like this podcast. So It's very important. I'm glad that you were able to, to etch out, to, to carve out some time. Well, it was literally like, well, if we don't do it tonight, I yeah. don't know when we're going to get to record this week. It's true. It is. It is true. Yeah. So it's um yeah, but uh yeah no my my last week's been pretty yeah apart from work has been pretty good actually like I went and saw Christopher Robin at the cinemas. How was that? Good. It was, it was really it was good. I really enjoyed it. Ash and I, it, it was like it's just fun. How does it compare to Paddington? Or haven't you seen those yet? I haven't watched Paddington yet, but watching that made me want to go watch Paddington. But I hear man, nothing but praise for the yeah, new Paddington, Paddington movies. Apparently, they're amazing, and That's I was I like, hear. "Holy shit!" Um, apparently, Chris Pratt has a cameo in Pat- uh, Christopher Robin. Really? Yeah, he saw his name in the cast list, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, but yeah, I have to do some research on that and see if it's actually if it's the same Chris Pratt or if there's another Chris Pratt. <laughs> he just has the so same name. Like, it's literally like a cameo role, like it was like it was like train conductor or something like that. And I was well, like, what "The it is, fuck!" It is Disney, so like, true, yeah, it's possible. He, yeah, he could be in there somewhere. Um, but no, it's really good. I, I, it was just nice, and like, I love Winnie the Pooh. It's so like, yeah, it's just so wholesome and fun, and uh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin, and um, uh, Haley Atwell as his wife, and. Uh, She's great too. I love her. She's awesome in, you know. So it's cool. It's like, look, it's Obi Wan and 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 Peggy Carter hanging out, and they're being married. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. We had a nice day nice. out with that. Um, I uh, I had I had brunch with uh, Mr. Broderick Gordes on Friday with uh with my wife and and his girlfriend as well. That was lovely. 
We had a good old chat and a good catch up. We haven't seen them for a while, which was lovely. Um, but yeah, apart from that, just playing, well, playing one video game in particular, which we'll get to, but, um, uh, it's pretty much all I've been playing this week, apart from a few little bits and pieces here and there. Um, but yeah, nothing, anything else exciting happened with you this week, Aaron? I mean, not really. Again, as, as we already mentioned, work has been just a nightmare this week. So just the worst, honestly, like I have been playing a lot of one game, which is, which was Dragon Quest. I've already talked about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. man, I'm so like after a week like this week, I'm so thankful to have that game to just come home to, because it's just yeah. it's so cozy. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, like I've been binging a couple of things here and there. Like the new season of Brooklyn Nine Nine is finally I I say new, it's the season that was actually last year, but it's on Netflix this year. Awesome. Uh, I have seen some people complaining about like they're like it's not a new season. I'm like yeah I know okay I know I get it but it's new to me okay <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You waited. You you did exactly. the right thing. Yeah. Like I could yeah. I could have watched it on SBS because they they broadcast it over here, but I didn't, and I'm watching it on Netflix. That's just how it yep. is. Yeah. Uh, and I have been checking out. I watched the first episode of the new season of The Good Place. Oh shit! Is that out? Yeah, dude. Fuck, dude. I know what I'm doing after I finish recording. Man, man, Pause two, the episode. Two, I gotta go. It's a, it's a two-parter. There's two episodes. Oh, there, essentially. Fuck, dude. Oh man. Oh, that is the I, best I, news I've I had thought, all week. Congratulations. Surprise, man. That's a gift for oh, you. For some reason, I thought it was like October sometime. I don't nah, know man. why. Fuck. Oh, man. That. Oh, dude. I remember oh. being excited because it was a double header. Like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine came on Friday and then, like, Good Place was the day after. And I was like, yeah, oh. this, is, this is what I'm about. This is my jam. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, my God. That makes me so happy. Both of those very good. And I also started binging. Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure now on Anime Lab at last, at long last. Yeah, I will. I will get to it. Um, I went back and watched a, a couple episodes of My Hero Academia again last night. Nice. So anime's just pretty trying good. to pick up that. Yeah, trying to pick up in that again. Just being like, okay, what do I? What do I remember? Um, this is the tough part. This is why I'm I'm begging for a new Switch game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, I mean, that's our, our entertainment update. Nice, short and sweet this week. That's our that's our banter, our pre meaty podcast banter. Not no no messing around this week. It's lovely. It gets um, been a long week. It's been a long week. <laughs> it has been a long week. It's good to sit down and talk video games. Uh, finally, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, I think it's time we talk about what we've been playing this week while we check in with our quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Our quest log is, uh, like I said before, what we've been playing over the last week, where we uh, check in, uh, tick off all the boxes on our quest log that we've uh, we've been trying to attack. Um, we've had a pretty good string of like catching up on things, which has been great. Um, it's been a good continu- time to do that. Yeah, it has. It's it's going to continue this week as well because I actually just started another one this week, or like about two hours ago. So um, we'll get to that next week, but. Um, one what in in particular you were saying before it was nice to come home to Dragon Quest and uh, after the, the the terrible week of work that you had, yeah. uh, it was nice for me to come home to a game and just you know have a cry, pretty much. So just, uh, just shoot up on some of that sweet sweet angst. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it it was kind of it was slightly cathartic in a way, but um, but yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, how, how do you want to do this? Shall we? Shall we save that till last? Yeah, we um, should. Do you want to? I'll blow over my first stuff quickly. Yeah, yeah, because I'm interested to hear about one of these in particular. Yeah, 
so I'll, I'll do that last so we can sort of tie in. Uh, yeah, as I said, I, I have been spending more time with Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, I've made significant progress now. Like I was in the, the shallow end last week, but I'm, I think I'm at least in the uh, in like the not the deep end. I'm not there yet, but I'm in the, I'm in the halfway point. I think. Right. Okay. So, I mean, pretty solid. Yeah, I'm in like the 30, 40 hour mark, and honestly, you know, I'm not sure if when you in a JRPG, like when you get your full party, sometimes you're just like, okay, cool, like. I'm I'm at the this is like the horizon I'm at the the middle and the end is just over there and I can see it. Yep. I completed my party and I honestly I don't think I don't think I'm any, anywhere near the end yet. Like I've got so much to do oh, and Jesus. I don't care because this is something I've been really enjoying. I guess with the with the return of the JRPG, it started sort of with Persona Five last year, like sinking my teeth into that for like a full month. That was yep. that was good. I enjoyed yeah. that. It was really good. Uh, and yeah, with Xenoblade last year, and then Octopath, and now this, and even Nino Kuni at the start of the year, I don't mind sl- like just slipping into a cozy like 60, 70 hour JRPG for like a solid month because it's just it's cozy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the the whole aesthetic of Dragon Quest is so jolly, it's so cheerful. Like mm-hmm. the monsters, besides having amazing pun names are just so lively and the, the animations on them are just carefully detailed some enemies like for example there's there's enemies called um i think they're called cool cumbers which are just like big cucumber enemies with spears and um <laughs> when you when you actually kill them when their 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 model falls over they drop their spears like pointing at their at their chest and then vanish or there's a guy with um an axe if you kill him when you kill him like he actually throws the axe up and he hits him on the head and knocks him out and he dies. And it's just, <laughs> there's so many little animations on the enemies that just make the, make it easier to, to deal with cutting your way through the same enemies in some areas. It's just, it's pleasant. Right. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, combat is still pretty, you know, rudimentary turn-based stuff. Nothing too surprising. I do like that it lets you, you have a lot of freedom with your, with your party composition in this game. So... Obviously, you can fit four in a team, but you have three in reserve who are on the bench. But at okay. any time on a character's turn, you can actually back out to, to formation and swap them in and out as you wish. It'll use their turn, but yeah, next turn they'll be in the fight, and it's just nice. Even if someone's KO'd, you can swap them out for someone on the bench, which is just a nice little feature. So you don't have to worry about some long boss fights, and you're like, shit, like, I'm on the last one standing. Because uh, reviving allies in this game... Not easy. Well, not not, okay. like, not that it's not easy. It's just I've got one spell that does it, and it's got a 50% success ratio, and there's okay. a very rare item pickup that can do it. Apart from that, if someone gets KO'd in combat, you are shit out of luck. Right. So um, it, it, that, being able to swap out also helps with like those fights where you go into it where it's weak to a certain thing, but the party lineup exactly. you've gone into the fight with is like, well, shit, this is this is not going to help. And there's nothing that I hate more in a JRPG when that happens. And you're like, well, I'm fucked here. Like, I, I've just because I didn't know, like, there's and there's no yeah. sign of it being able to me, for me to, like, go into a new, when you go into a new area and you meet a new enemy and you're like, oh, this, it's, oh it's weak to that? Cool. Oh, that person's back at the fucking tavern. Like, great. Gotta yeah. go back there. That's the big one for me. Like, JRPGs that basically, they give you the old uh, party choice anxiety where you're like, Oh yeah, I picked my party, but 
what if I want to use those other guys? Like, I've got to make this whole trip back there to tag them in. Thankfully, yeah, yep. just a pretty simple menu option in, in combat, which is nice. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. And even, like, better yet, like, uh, most of your your party can actually equip two different type of items. Sometimes not super different. Like, the protagonist can do, like, one-handed or two-handed swords. Um, yep. There's a thief that can chuck on knives or boomerangs and just, like, little things like that. And if you actually are in combat, you can also swap out their items mid mid combat. Okay. So again, it just it as you said it. If there's an enemy that comes up and you know, because some some of the um, weapons have specific like skills. Like my my protagonist has like a a dragon killing attack, but he can only use it if he's using his one handed sword. Right. So if I've got my two handed sword equipped, go into combat, see a dragon, I can very easily just swap him over to one handed sword, and bam, not an issue. And it right. just it helps the combat feel less i don't know it 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 keeps it smooth even though it's still just turn-based you know yeah and it gives you that sense of preparedness i guess as well that you don't you're not feeling like you're going into a fight going fuck i hope i did the right thing exactly you have way more control and yes it is it is it is helping a lot with uh what you know because as much as i love jrpgs sometimes they can be a bit like the combat can get a bit eh you kind of like okay and some games are just like, okay, we'll give you either the option to like skip combat or like fast forward it. Uh, but I haven't reached that point in this game just because I have so much flexibility with what I can actually do with my party, which is nice. Right. That's awesome. Uh, what else is there? Story. Story is progressing along nicely. There's been some nice little twists and turns. Nothing too, you know, shadow, like groundbreaking, but there's been some nice ones. I just found out... I visited the ruins of my of my protagonist's original like kingdom since he was uh but his kingdom he was from was destroyed by monsters and his mother died fleeing oh. to save him which is pretty grim yeah uh but yeah I I reached the ruins of that of that particular kingdom and it was it was nice I don't know it's it, it, it's one of those things that I don't think enough games it was just nice to have that moment where you walk up and then it's like a complete area change so you go through a transition and it's just this hollowed out city a couple of monsters like walking around with some really somber music playing and it was just like huh i I feel that this city this kingdom was just wiped out and my protagonist is from it wow yeah Yeah. that's Uh, nice yeah music still still all over the shop yeah, still undercutting some of those tense or serious cutscenes, which is a shame. But yeah, like mostly, I my favorite part about this game, and I have heard people talk about this with Dragon Quest in the past, is just the towns, man. Yeah, there's very nice var- variation between. There's, them. A, there's a good variation, and also there's just a lot of them, and they cool. feel again. You feel ha- like when you get into a town, you're like, oh yes, this is. I use it a lot describing this game, but it's just cozy. You get into a town, you're like, cool, I'm going to seek out the inn, get a nice like, nice night's sleep, wake up the next morning, do some shopping. And money is obviously... You, if you're careful with it, you can have a lot of it. But yeah, the, the economy in this game is quite strong. Whereas you, if you want to go shopping, like a sword might be like 1,900 gold. And you're like, oh man, I've only got like 3,000. Do I want to spend it on that? Which I guess is where the out of combat, out of towns, like you, at the campsites, you can actually forge weapons using the fun-sized okay. forge, but 
yeah, it's sort of nice to be like, cool, money is relatively important. Like, you've got to keep an eye on what you're spending it on, which is nice. That economy. Yeah, man. Economy, cozy towns. Like, I get what everyone's saying about Dragon Quest now, and I consider myself okay. a convert. It is definitely rubbing me the right way. Awesome. That's good to hear. So, the other game is, yes. the, is the first episode of Life is Strange 2. Now, yes, Kyron. Yes. No, I said yes, Karen. I just, oh, okay. I, yeah, please, please. So I, w- I will avoid spoilers because I know I want you to play it. I know you're going to, but even if oh, you were like, oh, to. I don't know, like I want you to play this game. Yeah. Uh, boy. I. It's weird because I wasn't expecting. Like I didn't think I was going to get a second season in the traditional sense with like Chloe and Max and all that. Yeah, but when they did reveal the the two primary characters, I wasn't. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm still interested, but and I get it because there's a pretty severe choice at the end of that first game. Oh yeah. So I, I I wasn't coming on the back foot, but I was sort of like, okay, cool, new characters, new cast. You know, let's just settle, get ready for this. Man, like it's early days, so it's, I don't want to say. Like, don't skip this, but I am very much enjoying it. The game pulls a very cheap tactic on me pretty early on. It's not a huge spoiler, so I I tweeted about it briefly earlier today. Okay. So, obviously you play primarily as Sean, and you are on a a journey with with your little brother Daniel. I won't get into the circumstances as to why that is the case. It happens very early on. It happens very quick. And when it happened, I was like, shit. (laughs) It's like, oh, cool. That's right. I'm playing Life is Strange. Oh, good. I wasn't wasn't ready for that. But like how quickly it all happens is just like, fuck. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, you're you're on the road with your little brother. And basically he, you can, there's a point where you get to, you get two picks for how you sort of want to have not really a conversation, but it's clearly I like, hey, do you want to tailor the conversation to go this way or this way? And he's a fan of a couple of things, as established earlier in the game. One of those things is like Minecraft and stuff and yada, yada, yada. The other one is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so you're, you're on this adventure and you can basically steer the conversation like theme down one of those two roads. I couldn't have like, you know that meme of the car swerving at the last second on the highway. <laughs> yeah. That was me, like, basically tackling the Lord of the Rings option to the ground and going, no, it is, it is all you, buddy. Hitting that button. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have hit it quicker. And again, uh... without give, I won't give anything away, but it isn't, it doesn't play a huge part, but it has already helped with my emotional investment in the story, just having these two characters bandy about some Lord of the Rings, like, characters and terminology and it's like oh yes yes this That's is what neat. i'm here for this is just a, a little a little extra hook to like sink into my my skin to drag me further into what will no doubt be a very emotionally draining game oh yeah yep i can imagine it will be i am i'm definitely planning to pick it up i've got captain spirit downloaded to play as yeah. well so i'm going to play that first and then um i will probably end up getting the i don't See, here's the thing. I'm trying to decide whether or not I buy the episode by episode, which I know works out more expensive in the long run. 
but it's sixty dollars for that for that season pass. I know it's. I picked individually because I had already spent a lot of money this week, but I didn't want to miss the first episode. So I'm. I'm honestly, it'll add up to more in the long run. But sometimes having that that smaller cost. Yeah, on, it's essentially it, a subscription you pay for. The, yeah, however many five episodes or so. But yeah, I, mean, I think I'm going to do it that way in the and end. If if for any reason I decide no, I'm sick of this. Like I can stop buying them. Yeah, I mean I'm not going to because and you're I not did... like you're not like oh I'm I'm obliged to play the rest of them because I've exactly. already paid for them. Yeah, yeah. So I will absolutely buy all five episodes, whatever they price them at, just because I'm I lo- I do like this series a lot, and I want to encourage Don't Nod just to yeah. to keep going, especially with obviously the sad news that's still like shocking the world with the with the telltale stuff. Oh, that thing just keeps getting nastier and nastier. I know. Mm. Please don't finish Walking Dead like final season. Just don't do it. No. Just it's not it's yeah. not right. Not like this. Uh, no. But yeah, like I the, again like the the sequel does definitely carry across like it has obviously got plenty of choices. Yep. And a lot of them are situations where you're like, I don't know how right this is." And there's another, I actually didn't notice this straight away, and I, I, I feel stupid because it seems so obvious having finished the first episode. Uh, obviously, much like in the first game, you can actually check your phone to sort of check in on the SMS conversations. Yes. And one of them is a back and forth about a particular thing going down. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. And my housemate was like, hey, that date, that's when this is, ha- like when blank happened. And I was just like, oh shit, he's right. And then so many events that happened throughout that first episode, I was just like, oh, this... There's... I I have heard... uh, I saw a headline for a review for it. Something about life is still strange in Trump's America, I think it was. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess... Yeah, that's that's it. It's exactly that. Like, the text messages are basically back and forth about the night of Trump's election. Wow. That's... That's interesting. Yes, and it... It plays into circumstances that come up, and especially when you when you see the the two characters and their situation mm. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah, like it all it all it fits in, and it basically was just one of those. I like when my housemate pointed that out, I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. And then the That's... rest, I got to the end of the episode, and I was just like, great, the rest of the season's going to be a rough ride. Yeah, no, that's but it's really cool that don't not just like they aren't afraid to shy away from topics. No, yeah, and that's what I I give them, and we'll get to that eventually as well. But like, and, and Deck Nine as well. But like, you know, the the Life is Strange teams uh, are not afraid to just go like to go there basically, and just be you know say say what they have to say in order to tell their story the right way. They don't make any compromises, and it's exactly and yeah. And again, it's gonna it feels weird to say this now, and I don't want to focus on it too much but i did remember seeing like because it was great having like max being the star of life is strange one and chloe is the star of like before the storm mm-hmm. and to to come into two i was like oh okay we've got a couple of like you know male protagonists that's fine nothing wrong with that uh no but i was i, I was initially like uh we could have a, another female protagonist but that's all out the window like after finishing the first episode i get it i was stupid to think those things and I'm I am all in on this on this ride, and it's going to destroy me like Life is Strange One did. 
like yep. before the storm did. I'm yep. not ready for it, but I'm going to keep seeing it through to the end. It's um yeah, it's it's I I'm the same like because I'm going into I'm going to be going into it pretty hot off the heels of like essentially binging the first two uh, instances of it. So in a in a small window as well, you basically shotgun yeah. back to back. Oh yeah, yeah, which was like. I don't know if I recommend it, but I no, I do recommend it. Like it is, it is, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's traumatic, but it's it is. I don't know. It was good to it was good to play that, especially in the time that the the period of time in my life that I'm in at the moment. Um, I don't know. It just it felt good to play those games and ingest them so quickly, just like mainline them. Um, yeah, straight up. But again. Uh, again yeah. I like Life is Strange 2 is definitely taking a very different approach. I was initially uncertain, but now again, one episode in, I'm already completely sold. There's there are just little things that that sort of like come together with the type of adventure that you're on. Mm. Like making choices in the Life is Strange games can be stressful, right? Of course, hundred percent. Yeah. Well. Let's just say that you are on the road with your little brother, mm. and money is a thing. Oh, good, good. And I've. It was just one of those moments where I'm like, oh, can I, can I afford to get this stuff? Like, when am I going to get more? Like, just little things like that that made me sort of stop and think and go, would, can Sean justify this purchase when he's only got this much money? And he doesn't know where more money is going to come in. Like, it's just yep. little things like that add to the, the journey that you're on with your little brother. I find, too, with... Uh, and, again, we'll probably get to this a little bit with with what I've been playing. But um, it's... I find with these games, especially with, like, in the Life is Strange universe, that I start to, like, RP the character and then what, in my mind, that character is like from what the information that I've been presented with and how I yeah. feel like that character would not me at Joel would, would pl- uh, react in that situation. But maybe it's like, sometimes my influences have not been Joel talking. They've been Chloe talking or Max talking. So yeah. And honestly, that's, that's how it's meant to go with these games. Like these yeah. are defined characters. Like again, Max had a photography, uh, Chloe had graffiti. Mm-hmm. Sean has his own things that he does in in the second like series to that sort of are a part of his character. But also, like on the road, you're like, yeah, okay, Sean would do this. Like he would he would yep. do this to to basically calm his mind to chill out because it's a shitstorm right now. His life is a yeah. shitstorm, and like on the road, taking care of his little brother who is who obviously has particular circumstances. And it's just, I, I'm terrified about what Don't Nod can do to me with this game. Oh, look. And the thing is, though, they've proven themselves already. So now, yeah. they're, they're definitely not, they don't seem like the type of like developer that's going to, like, like coast along or, like, you know, rest on their laurels. They, it seems like they're just going gonna to up the ante. Well, that's the like, thing. And, and I think a big part of that was making the shift to Sean and Daniel instead of doing another Arcadia Bay story. Yeah. I am. I'm interested to see if there's any. Have you seen anything? Maybe like that's potentially referencing. I won't tell you. 
Okay, good. Okay, that's all right. Good, good I to know. Will, I will not tell you. <laughs> that's 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 all I needed to hear. Um, good. That makes me even more excited because, yeah, I am I am I am very sad that I've said goodbye to those characters, which we'll touch on in a second. Um, but I am excited to see them go in a different direction and try something new, and don't feel like they're going to be bogged down and restrained by, you know these characters and also what fans interpretations of these characters are. Cause you said that with these games that they are like defined characters, but they are, they've, they've got just enough give room that you can Im- like imprint yourself onto them essentially, or the way that you, Oh yeah, would. absolutely. And that's what I love about it. It's like, you know, you would like, you're trying to act as this character in this game. And I've never honestly like playing telltale games and stuff like that. It's always been, what would I do personally? But with this series, for some reason it's yeah. Um, I, I, I find myself like going, no, I don't know if Chloe would do that. Or I don't know if Max would do that. Like it's, it's really interesting. So, um, but having the pressure of like, because the, the characters of, and again, I don't want to go into this too much because we might be talking about this later on, um, or down the track, uh, for something else, but the, the, the impact that these characters have had on, um, you know, people who've played those games and particular communities, um, the pressure would be there for them to try and back that up with those characters again. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's I, good and to see them going in a different direction. A big part of that is to remember that it is Life is Strange 2, yep. not Life is Strange Season 2. Right. So it is, yeah. It's like, and they, this is a sequel, it's a new cast, new stuff. Like, if it was Season 2... Then yeah, I would expect more Arcadia Bay stuff, but yeah, yep. Life is Strange two instead of season two definitely sets us. What well, you get a pretty good idea of what to expect. Like you should probably yeah. go into it expecting a lot of new stuff as opposed yeah. to references and throwbacks and all that. And it, I'm excited to, to to go to to do that. And um, in fact, it, talking about this now has made me go, all right, I was going to take a little bit of a break, um, but maybe this week. I don't know. There's a few things on my plate this week that I'm. I'm excited for. Um, so we'll see we're how we go. We are heading into the busy period, Joel. Uh-huh. Right. There's two games off the top of my head, but they're recreational. I know that sounds really silly, but they're not like... They're low um, stakes games, essentially. They're, they're games I'm just going to be able to check in on every now and then. But um, you might hear me talk about those next week. But uh, yeah, I think... I don't know. I I, I kind of want to be there for like the zeitgeist of like being there like on the ground floor when the first episode comes out and and having those conversations of where it's going to go and what's going to happen and so I I instead of like having to you know do, no, it's not that it's a bad thing but like binging it and then going Wait, poor I I feel so sorry for you Kyron of the last two or three weeks or two weeks or so of me just a constant barrage of messages that are pretty much all in caps. Um, usually accompanied by screenshots and things, and you're just like, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yeah. oh, yep, absolutely, and, yep. And, like, I, I honestly haven't said much to them because I was like, no, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. Toy yep. Choices on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. No, um, which, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to play Life is Strange too. Very much so. Very, very much so. So uh, final thoughts on uh, Life is Strange 2, episode 1. Uh, Kyron, what are you? What are you? You're going to keep playing, obviously. Sounds like it. Yep, absolutely. Check it out. If you're if you're worried because of a new cast, don't be. It, 
it they they very quickly got my attention. So yeah, definitely check it That's out if you're good. curious. That's good. That's especially awesome. if you especially if you like just the other two life and life is strange projects in general, then yeah, it's a no brainer, but you should definitely not miss this. Well, speaking of one of the other life is strange projects, uh, the life is strange been... block continues. Exactly. Yeah, the square Enix, it's all square Enix this week that we played. Holy shit. That's, it is all square Enix. That's all square Enix. Nothing but square. Kudos to um, square for their publishing. Yeah. Completely just wildly different games. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I continued on my journey of uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Uh, I have now finished it. I have finished the farewell episode, the bonus episode, and... How are you, Joel? Oh, God. You know, I just... The more I think about it, the more I think about the end, the oh, I just... I can't. I just can't. Um, okay, so here here's the uh, the official spoiler warning, I guess. Because we're going to go in deep on um, on Before the Storm this week uh, and the Farewell episode as well. Um, if you want to play those, um, tune out now. I, I wouldn't even be like, oh, if you're kind of interested, listen to us talk about it. If you have a vague interest, just go and go and play Life is Strange and Before the Storm, please. Go and check um, them out. Just do it. Just, just go. And, like, I mean, you, I think you can get episode one for free most places now. Of, of the original series. Yes. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a free, it's a freebie. You owe it to yourself. It's, it's going to take you two hours to get through. And by the end of that, you're going to know if you, you, you want to keep going really. So, um, this is it. Final warning. Um, I'll put it in, we'll put it in the, uh, the time codes in the show notes so you can know where to skip ahead to in the episode. Uh, so you don't have to hear us, um, spoil anything for you, but for everyone else who has played life is strange before the storm and they want to hear our thoughts on it, please stick around. So here we go. Uh, Kyron, I fucking hate these games. (laughs) I fucking hate them. I hate them so much. I love them. Don't get me wrong. Love them, but I hate them. I just, I hate them so much. My first question to you, Joel, Okay, yep. So, when we were talking, I think it was last week, actually, when you were saying you'd played the first episode, and I, I honestly, and I stand by it, maybe it'll change after after the second, like, series is finished, but I think, overall, I like Before the Storm a bit more than Life is Strange 1. Right. Where uh, did you land? Okay, so, after finishing it, like, just, just before the storm, before I played Farewell, um... I, at that moment in time, I think I still liked Life is Strange 1 more. Um, the more I've thought about Before the Storm over the, like, the, in the last few days since I finished it, I think, I can't decide. I honestly can't. I and think it's, it's, it's almost like, I, I kind of almost want to go like the Kill Bill route where people are like, oh, do you like Kill Bill 1 or 2 better? And I'm like, um, I like Kill Bill. It's supposed to be one movie. Um, and I know that's slightly different, but like, I just, I love the whole story and how each of these, even the farewell episode plays into everything and really just fills out that world and makes you care so fucking much about these characters to the point that it just, it breaks you. It I really was, breaks you. I was so invested in yeah. uh, the characters of Chloe and Rachel, that yeah. last choice with Rachel, 
took, yep. took me like a solid hour to pick. And even then I was like, I don't know how I feel about the choice I made. Like, It's because there's no right answer. Exactly. There's, it's just grey. Do you want grey or grey? And that sounds like a, a negative, but it's, it's like, do you, uh, which of these do you, which pros and cons do you want more? Um, so uh, you've brought that up. Shall we? We haven't discussed at all uh, with each other what we chose. What did you do, Joel? Um, did you come clean or did you keep it a secret? I kept it a secret. I did too. Yeah. I I was like, I don't, I, I just couldn't. Yep. And nope. I, I, it was, it was one of the things about like when you're, you're having that conversation with Sarah and she's saying, cause after Chloe had said, you know, I've lost my father. I don't want Rachel to go through that. Rah, rah, rah. And Sarah's like, well, if you don't want her to go through that, don't fucking tell her because exactly. essentially you are, she says, I, you are essentially killing her father. If you tell her what, what, what went down here and you're like, Ugh. fuck. Like, it's just. Yeah, oh, like that I sat and I stared at the screen and I was just like, what would Chloe do? And yeah. I, and especially given all that Rachel had been through over the course of that, those three episodes as well. Like, yep. Shit, dude. And the condition she was in at that point as well, yeah. like being in the hospital after yeah. being stabbed by a fucking like drug Lord. And yeah. like, I, She's already. She's probably on some sort of medication as well. That's probably not going to help her think straight, and that's going to influence her and cloud her judgment as well. And it's like, oh boy, yeah, um, man, I just this fucking game. This it's fucking rough. game. Yeah. Uh, I. What did you think of a play? Because I think that's my favorite part of the game. Okay. Uh, I did. I love the play. The play was awesome. And the build up to that was awesome. And then the aftermath of that was awesome. And the end of that episode and what happens, I think is just, yeah, it, 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 it builds up and ramps up so perfectly and so beautifully done. Like the pacing, the pacing in this one, I think as well is so like having the five episodes with life is strange one was good, but without going into too much detail about it, it's season one does take a little while to get going. Yeah. But the, but they're establishing not just like characters, they're establishing a world. Whereas with this one, it's three episodes, you already know the main character you're playing as, and you already know about, vaguely anyway, about Rachel Amber as well. And this almost like legend about Rachel Amber. Um, she's like this sort of like omnipresent being in, in the other game. Uh, but, but also a bit of an enigma as well, because there's a lot of yeah. mystery around Rachel Amber. And everyone has something different to say about her. Exactly. And being able to see her and go, oh, she actually is like that. Like, she mm. is. E- even, like, knowing her and spending time with her, you're just like, you are still a mystery. And then finding out about her mother and going, oh, this makes even more sense because she's just like her mother, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, minus the minus the heroine. Uh, wow, addiction. So, you know, um, yeah. Like, God, I don't even know where to fucking start with this. Like, um, I have another question for you. Okay. So, in before in Life is Strange, mm-hmm. Max can rewind time. Right. There's a power in Life is Strange too. Mm-hmm. Do you think 
so I, I'm I'm mostly referring to that fire that kicks up. Do you think that something about Rachel Amber was a part of that? There's huh. a whole, there's a whole bunch of interesting theories going around. But I, I honestly, I did, after yeah. we were talking last week, I was just like, I'm going to do a bit of a bit of a dive, a bit of a cheeky dive into the internet. And yeah, look, and knowing what I know, uh, like I don't know much, but knowing what I know about Life is Strange too, as well, mm-hmm. like I. This is a world where things are different and uh, and, and oddities can occur. Um, but I definitely think something's up with Rachel. Like there was there was what? definitely something up with Rachel because, like you said, when the fire kicks off and she screams, yeah. there's like gust of wind from behind, so, uh, and then there are other things as well. And then like there's I, the two firemen in the hospital yep. at the, in the third episode mm-hmm. that are like the fire just stopped. They're like, what mm-hmm. did it like that we put it out? It's like, no, no, it just it put itself out. Oh boy. So, oh, okay. this is tough. I don't want to. Sp- this is not a spoiler. Okay. But life is strange. One, do you like the situation that hits that town? I was just like, huh, hmm. And there's a doe at the very start of the game as well. Without yeah. going too far into it, I was sort of it sort of is guiding Max, and I was like, huh. there's like finishing Buffalo Storm actually gave me a fair bit to chew on when I, okay. I, as I've been going back through Life is Strange one recently. Right. I've just been noticing little things going. That is very curious, honestly. Going back well, and looking at it again, I can't talk about it now, but I, the, I do. I do have a theory about about that. The 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 dough thing. Um, we'll talk about it off air then. But yeah, we will. I I do. I yeah. I do have a pretty good theory. Like not pretty good, but like I have a a theory in my mind that I I had before I even played Before the Storm. It's 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 so... just fun like to finish Before the Storm and like cast a whole new light on the first season mm-hmm. because yep. yeah, the events of, of Before the Storm with the, the things that Rachel Amber goes through is just like fuck this man. Like yep, so much so that when you get to that last choice. Like you could, you can just, you can imagine the agony that Chloe's going through with that information. Like the the back end of the third episode, I think there are a whole bunch of choices like that, right down to when you go to the back to the mill to try and help Sarah. And so, hang on, we, we sh- should we be a bit clearer about this because we're just sort of talking about just vague spoilers moments. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well. So, okay. Well, shall we? Give a rundown of the thing. I don't I know. Think I, maybe if you listen to I this, think, you probably. I think for the Sarah stuff, it's the important thing is to go back to yeah, where the fire kicks up and what Rachel sees. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So she does see like when, uh, her and Chloe on there, like you know, jovial day off, Ferris Bueller's style, skipping school, uh, ends up a little bit like you know not great. Uh, where she sees her father um, embracing and kissing another woman. Um, and she so that's sort of like the catalyst for, I guess, the coming events in the other two episodes. But because yeah, it makes, yeah, does it sort of sets you guys off on a on a trip to be like, okay, so like Rachel's dad is cheating. Yep, You're like yep. that and, that scoundrel, that scumbag, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And oh shit, I've already forgotten what's her what's her dad's position again. He's the he's the district attorney. District attorney, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all the stuff so, that you go, that you find in his house—that's a whole different plot point we could talk about. That is fuck yeah, fucked. that's <laughs> yeah. And then, then there's another thing in that scene with another character we haven't even discussed yet as well. That's just fucked up as well. But yeah, 
um, that I want to get to. But yeah, no. So that that's sort of like the catalyst that kicked everything off of, you know, like you said, going on this adventure. A- adventure. Um, they're, they're basically gonna mark. basically gonna run away. Yeah, exactly. Is is the floated idea. And yeah, it's uh. Yeah, that that and, and and that's always talked about in Life is Strange one as well, without going into anything about it. But like that, that's talked about in that. Yes. And so yes. you sort of knew you knew that, but seeing why and the catalyst at the start of it of of this is why this is probably going to happen, mm-hmm. and you go okay, cool, yep, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but I, I guess like you know, going through the the, the motions of uh, uh, trying to find out more about this woman, um. They discovered that like it's related uh, that she's related somehow to Frank, which is Chloe's dealer, um, who is another familiar character, and mm-hmm. again another character that didn't need to have so much depth to him, and he has so much depth that is given even more in this game as well. And yeah, it, it completely flipped how I saw him in Life is Strange. Yeah, one. yeah, like it's. Man, the, the 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 complexity and layers to these characters in this fucking video game are just bonkers, and I don't I don't know how they pulled it off. Um, but yeah, like they figure out that that Sarah's got something to do with that, or that her name was Sarah, um, and that um, so they try and pursue that, uh, chase that down the rabbit hole, and it gets them into a whole sticky situation oh, involving yeah. uh, like the, the I guess the the drug lord of Arcadia Bay and um. And and Frank and even uh, Rachel's dad and it's a mess. Who, yeah, it is a mess, and it's just yeah, it's hard to unpack everything and just pull it all out and and lay it out on the floor and look at it. But yeah, but it all leads up to the fact that you know you find out that that uh, Sarah is Rachel's real mother, and and that whole revelation blindsided me completely, blindsided me. Yep. And just knocked me for six. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and I'm pretty easy to convince of that stuff. I'm, I, I, you know, in terms of like not, be, but I just it, it came out of nowhere. It wasn't really referenced at all, but it was still satisfying. It wasn't like a cheap, oh look at what a twist, sort of like and, M Night Shyamalan twist. It was, and you have all you, you have all those scenes at, at Rachel's house with her family. Yeah, that just become so awkward on retrospect. You just like, yeah, oh jeez. And the graffiti on the fridge as well. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she has that, that moment where you can go back and look at it and she's like, I can't believe I did this like 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, I can know. I just rub it off? I've got I the know. trophy now. Can I just get rid of it? Get rid of um, it. <laughs> but yeah. So um, it, it, it does culminate with a, uh, you basically, you find her tied up at the, at the mill, don't you? Well, she, she, you find out about that through, because um, there's a whole, a whole sequence about like, they go to meet Frank to get more information about Sarah, but Damon Merrick, who is this drug Damon, lord, Damon Merrick, Damon fucking Merrick, yeah, what an asshole, a scumbag, um, absolute scumbag, is the the, uh, the epitome of scumbag. Um, but yeah, let, uh, he uh, they go to meet with Frank to get more information about Sarah and find out who she like, like where she is, so that Rachel can meet her because her dad said don't, you don't want anything to do with her. It's only going to fuck you up more, basically. Um, this is why I kept it a secret from you and all this other stuff. And it's again, it's, it's got that, that, that Thanos moment of like, I kind of see where he's coming from in a way, 
but then you sort of get more character details about her dad that you're like, oh no, you're actually a bit of a dickhead. Um, yeah. And yeah, so, but Damon's there with Frank at this meeting that you go to and Rachel loses her shit uh, like she generally tends to do uh, and ends up getting stabbed by Damon. And yeah, like, so through that, you figure out that they figure out about the whole thing about um, Rachel has the idea of maybe searching her dad's office at home, which is locked with a keypad um, for clues. So Chloe goes there to, to suss it all out and find some pretty sketchy shit um, involving like characters that you've seen before. Like the whole stuff with like, um, like with Frank in terms of uh, like having his file there, like, her dad's got something on Frank and a couple of the other people that are at there that, that are involved with Damon and yeah. Just like the, just again, like you can see that he's a bit of a dirtbag just by going yeah. through his office and looking through a bunch of his paperwork and files and all that sort of stuff. You can, you can get a pretty good idea that whilst I do, I don't doubt there is a bit of concern for Rachel's well being. Absolutely. He is covering his own ass. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, I mean, right down to the fact that he has a burner phone that he's been using to contact yeah. Damon, who he basically wants to use to take out Sarah. Yep, and like that, you just like you are the fucking worst. Um, and then which leads you to the the sawmill where where she is because um, you go through a really cool. I, I really like this sort of like investigating thing where you had to try and figure out who to blame and like who to pin so that keep Damon happy and show him photos, find the money so you can show him photos of the money that you've got it. And, and uh, Chloe trying to pretend to be um, James Amber. And so she can get the information she needs to get to, uh, to Sarah. So she can at least try and set up a meeting with her and Rachel. And it just doesn't go well at all. And I think, I think, playing this game you knew it wasn't going to go well no well i mean leading up to that like before that as well you have the whole thing with like when rachel's dad's telling her about sarah and how why she isn't there anymore at the start of episode three uh told through the literally through the lens of the uh, the viewfinder um which i thought was really neat um and seeing like the history of of james and sarah and them growing up and how she was this free spirit and she always wanted more and she was never satisfied and all this stuff. And you're like, huh, this sounds like someone else we've been gotten to know over the last two episodes of this game. <laughs> um, this sounds very familiar uh, and makes a lot of sense. Uh, but then, yeah, right to the fact that she had, like, got messed up in heroin and to the point where she basically neglected Rachel. And it's, and it's heartbreaking. Like, when they yeah. hit that point in the story. Yep. Yep. And it's like, yeah, this fucking, oh man. Like it's, and it's just like, you're just like, okay, her dad is a dirtbag, but also got her out of there at least. Like got yeah. Rachel out of there. Yep. And it's, it's, fuck man. Like every character sort of in that situation has their motivations and their reason. And you, just, and you can, you sort of are presented with a lot of the perspectives and the viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And just like, but what about Rachel? How do we, how do we make this right for Rachel? At that point, that's all I really cared about. Like, as far yeah. as I'm, I was concerned, like Sarah was a piece of shit, and her dad was a piece of shit, and a large num- group of the cast were also pieces of shit. <laughs> yep, or or will become pieces of shit at a later yeah. date. Yeah, with, with with our extended knowledge of that universe, exactly. And yeah, it's 
but ha- like the, the conversation because like Damon's got it like the whole thing of her being tied up and um like going into that sawmill I was like fuck all right what am I gonna do and I'm like trying to figure out what I'm gonna do and looking around that first room like uh that's different from when you were there the first time obviously which is at the start of the game uh, which I thought was a really nice bookend as well yeah like having it like sort of starts the, and ends at the same place pretty much yeah everything like yeah wraps up there and it, it kicks off there as well um everything to do with rachel as well um but like the the point i was getting back to a while ago um was about the knife like all everything i was trying to figure out i saw the knife there and i'm like you, you have the option to take it the knife that was there at the very first episode the very start of the very first episode the knife is there and she's like oh cool knife you know uh, and it's still there and you have the op- like the option to take it and i didn't because I was like, no, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the right thing. Chloe's going to end up doing something that she's going to regret later, and it's not going to make sense for her character-wise. And so I left it there, and I kind of wish I'd taken it. I don't know if it would have made any difference, but... Yeah, man, it just... The the the, the whole, again, going back to the whole like thing of illusion of choice and, and stuff, This this made me feel every single time I pressed that button when it came... To making a heavy decision, uh, I, it was heavy. Yeah, just constant and, thought about it. And again, I, I I say this a lot when I talk about the life is strange games, but they are choices that you that you could potentially have been faced with. Like I keep thinking of yeah. that big one, the last one with Chloe and Rachel, and like the choice to basically tell her, like to give the info dump on her mother, mm-hmm. or to keep it a secret to at least give her a chance at a happy life for a while. Yep. And it's just like, it's, that is a hard choice. And it's, when you think about it, like it is a choice that you could have, like you could be facing that scenario with a, with a friend. It's very easy to come across that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just one of those things I sat there for like an hour looking at that screen. And I just like, I don't know, I don't know which of these is the better outcome. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like they've both got their, their, their pros but they've also got a very big list of cons and exactly and but and i sort of love that because i mm-hmm. i don't think i ever had a moment in another choice-based game I, again i feel bad going back to telltale but i honestly in this market in this like genre of games yeah there are the telltale ones and then there are the don't not ones yeah. and i don't think a single choice in a telltale game had me sitting there for like an hour going what do i pick like what do i do because when it came down to it and i, I don't mean this is like you know, a slam against it because, you know, that's the type of games they were, but like it yeah. was essentially which character do you want to die mm-hmm. in, in walking dead, especially it was like, which character do you want to live and which character do you want to die? Whereas this is like, okay, here's two choices. This one, this could happen and this could happen, but it's also going to have these consequences. And then this one could happen and this one could happen. And then this consequences for this as well. And yeah. It, it's all about weighing up, I guess, I, again, putting your imprint on the game about what, what you may have would do in that situation, but also what you feel personally that that character would do in that situation. Yeah. I love that. It's the most role-playing game that I've ever had. And it didn't involve stats and it didn't involve leveling up. It was, it was pure role-play uh, as what would Chloe do? And I love that. Yeah. Adore and that. then it ends and you're just like, yeah. You get like a nice little montage, and you were saying before about like you know whether or not to tell her and and, and not telling her and giving her. 
yeah, a chance I, at a happy I life. Haven't, I haven't watched the other ending, actually. Yeah, it's not that much different. I didn't think it I mean, would be, I mean, honestly. It, it is, but like, there's obviously there's a couple of different scenes and things like that, but um, yeah, I think that they're both got they've both got weight to them and I don't think one's better than the other or one's the right ending or one's the canon ending. They both sort of end up at the same point, but they do it in a really natural and, and organic way. And I think that's the difference where it doesn't, you don't notice it like coming to a point. Yeah. You, you it's just, it all happens and you, you sort of react on the, on the fly to each scenario as it's presented to you. But, um, but like you said, you were saying about like giving her like, a chance at a happy life for a while, um, because without going into life is strange stuff. Um, I mean, if you if you're listening to this and you've you you've played life before the storm, you've probably played like season one, so you know the implications and you know what happens. Um, and and the game knows, and the game is more than happy to be like, "Hey, remember this?" And you're like, game? "Stop it, game! I've stuck in." Oh, I fucking hated that. I didn't. It was need such. It. it was such a. I. I. Mean, I. I. I think it's. It was. It was good. I hated it in the same way that I hate these games. Like I. It, it was. It was them doing what they like. They're well within their rights to do that. But I was just like, wow, that's that's the note we're ending on. And if I hadn't had farewell to go into, which again still has an implication of like <sighs> knowing how things end and how things where that. That, because you know, the, the, I remember like re, like hearing about farewell, and it was like, you know, say goodbye to these characters in Arcadia Bay by like spending a day with Max and Chloe, their final day before Max moves away. Oh. And then I was like, I didn't pay any attention to it. But then you play Life is Strange, and you're like, yeah. I know what day this is. I absolutely know where this sits, and I know what day this is, and I do not want to go there because I've been there once before. And it was not fun. And now I get to see even more of that. And it was not fun. It wasn't. <laughs> it's horrible. And again, there are other implications that come from this as well. When you think back to Life is Strange 1. And it's just a whole... It, it's just... you just When you play the Farewell episode, you, you're just putting yourself through, like, emotional torture. That's yeah. what it is. But it was... Again, it was so... I, I still feel, feel it was really great. Because it was a, it was a good way to say goodbye to those characters. It... It bridges the gap between Life is Strange Before the Storm and Life is Strange. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And it's completely necessary, and I think it's really well done, and it's great to have um, Ashley Birch and I can't remember. I'm, Rhiannon, someone, I think, oh, as John, Max. You should, should have done your research. <laughs> I should have. I really should have. Um, but it, it's nice to have those characters back as well, Not to, not to downplay... Um, any of the the, the 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 voice actors in Before the Storm because I still think they do a really good job, um, especially Chloe, um, and it kind of makes sense because she's slightly younger and and hasn't seen as much shit as she has by the end of it. So it kind of makes sense that the Ashley Birch Life is Strange one, like season one, Chloe it's, is uh, it's Hannah, almost like a Hannah Tell is Max Hannah Tell. There we go. Um, I think Rhiannon, uh, where I'm getting Rhiannon from, is actually the voice actor for Chloe in Before the Storm. Um, but yeah, she, um, it, it's almost like that, that that Ashley Birch Chloe is almost like a uh, a defense mechanism. You can see that that's her, the fast talking, smooth talking, quick witted, always have a always has a response, always has a line, always has a back chat 
ready to go. But it's a defense mechanism. It's her way of coping. Yeah. It's her way of shielding herself and going, don't look at me from behind where I'm sitting right now. And it's, yeah. God, I love this game. And I also hate it. Just uh, so attached to those characters. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, what I was saying before about like binging it and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think you'll get to a point in these games where you won't be able to stop playing, where you just, you will have to keep going, which is what I did with the first season of Life is Strange. I got to a certain point and I was like, well, I'm in this, I'm pulling an all-nighter tonight, and I went to bed at six in the morning, so. I'll be honest, like, when I finished episode one of season, of the second series, I was like, if episode two was here, I would just go straight into it. (laughs) Yeah, like, yep. I, I, I didn't bring up last week either. I did like that before the storm does the, the Netflix thing where if you've got the season pass, it counts down. It goes, next episode will start in seven, oh, six, yeah. five. And I'm like, you've done the Netflix thing. That's really cool. I really yeah, like that. It was very good. It was a good way of handling that as well. Yeah. Especially like, I, I did that with the second, going from the second episode into the third episode. Cause that's where the point I was like, well, I'm finishing this. Well, no, I didn't finish it that night, but I'm like, I want to keep playing now because of that, that, revelation yeah yeah it's a it's a Um, hook it's a hell of a hook yeah and then it just yeah kicks off as well um one last one of the last things i want to talk about and we were talking about this before when we took a little break um the licensed music in these games is just so fucking excellent um and encapsulates these characters and this like setting as well because like that that portland oregon like uh area that arcadia bay sort of sits around uh, and even like close to seattle and things like that as well it it definitely is reflected in the music choices as well and yeah it reflects the characters as well i i i very rarely hear soundtracks that just sort of suit the game so perfectly especially with licensed I, music as well yeah like, yeah especially licensed music that's not like original compositions for a game yeah um, and before this, like, it's focusing just on Before the Storm, like, there is a band that do most, a majority of the music in this, which is Daughter. Um, and so they do a lot of, like, the, the instrumental stuff as well, which is so good. Oh. Um, Again, so I've, got, good. I've got a playlist of Life is Strange Before the Storm that I frequently listen to. Yep. It's, um, it's good. And, like, bringing up last week as well, that, um, like, Firewalk, the band, like, having their like a band actually be represented by them, which is uh, pretty vicious with their song. Are you ready for me? Which I love. Um, and there are a couple other moments as well. And they, they paint a picture in my mind every time I hear specific songs from, from these games where they just sort of vividly paint a picture for me. And it's really, really great. And I, I God, I love it. I love it I should, so much. I should mention as well. It's so far been only subtle, but the licensed music, like, gold continues in life is strange too good i i mean it's almost like a staple now it's, it's, yeah it's almost yeah. expected and they seem to know that as well and they obviously the thing is that these these music choices aren't just like well cool we've got this money for licensed music we'll just this sounds good this sounds good it's obviously people on the teens that are like this song is one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite artists and i feel like it would really fit here it like lyrically or musically or like in terms of a character I, choice, and I think that's 
you can tell that that uh, that care and love that's been put into like compiling the soundtrack. Basically, every single time in this game, when you put a song on and you would get an option to sort of sit and listen, I would do yep. that and listen to the whole song. Especially yep. like the, the one that sticks in my mind is the one with Chloe and Rachel on the train. Yep. Just uh, listen is, to that song from start to finish. <laughs> it's called Through the Cellar Door, I think it's called, from memory. It's I, it's definitely one of my ones I listen to a lot. It's top. Um, it's really good. It's just excellent. Yeah, it is Through the Cellar Door by Lanterns on the Lake. Um, excellent, excellent track. Um, and... Oh boy, I, I there's there's a I haven't tried it out yet, but before this one's got like that mixtape mode as well, where you can like play through it with your own music I choices. I wouldn't want that honestly. I'm interested to see how it works. Like I I just wanted to see how that kind of works, but um, and I love that like each episode starts with like a song, like a musical song, but like a licensed track. Um, and it usually reflects what's going on so perfectly at that time. The one that sticks in my mind is the start of um, episode two with um, uh, No Care by Daughter. Uh, and it's the one where Chloe's graffitiing in the yeah. in the school. Um, oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, just, yeah, just be prepared. It'll fucking ruin you, though. But, I mean, if you're listening to this, you, you know. Like... <laughs> You know, like, yeah, we should be like before the storm did come out last year. So, it, like, even when I played it a few months ago, I was a bit late to the party. But honestly, with games like these, it's just it's never too late. If you if you've if you haven't played them yet, it's never too late to just pick them up and just try them out. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, but yeah, one day you might get to hear our thoughts on the original season of Life is Strange, but you'll have to wait for that. Um. But for now, before the storm is, it gets a big old thumbs up and a box full of uh, used, soiled, like cried in tissues. <laughs> um, oh, just, yeah, and a big punnet of ice cream to like, like soften the blow. I'm not getting yeah. a solid hour. I stared about last year. Yeah. A yeah. full sixty minute window passed. I just, God. Oh boy. Anyway, I uh, just I, I I don't know what else to say about it. There's just really go, nothing else to say. Go play it. Yeah, go, go play and it. play Life is Strange one, and Before the Storm. Get the the special edition that includes Farewell, and yeah. then pick up I, that, episode one of season of series two. That's almost yeah. Especially if you've played Life is Strange season one, like the Farewell episode is like is integral, a must. and it it's it sucks that it is behind the limited edition, but you can pick it up it's pretty true. easily. Yeah, um, and I think you can get it digitally as well through the digital limited edition, I think. Yes, yes. Um, and not that I want to encourage waiting for low prices because that kind of is a bit of a middle finger to the dev sometimes, but yeah, I have seen Before the Storm on sale a lot, so it does pop up. If that, if you're like, oh, I don't have much for it, you can wait for a sale, and it'll yeah. pop up for a reasonable price. But Well, I picked up Before the Storm for like 36 bucks, and I got the limited edition. And That's nice. The, That's the a good physical- price for a physical copy. Well, the physical copy, yeah, it came with it comes with episode one of Life is Strange as well that you can download, uh, or you can you can install off the disc. Um, That's cool. That's actually a pretty cool feature. Yeah, so it was like you know if you hadn't played it and someone had lent it to you or whatever, you can play that first episode as well, um, or if you wanted to play it, because I feel like you could play this potentially 
before the storm and then life is strange season one it's it's almost like the whole idea of like how do you show your kids the star wars movies <laughs> like do do you watch original trilogy first or do you actually start with like do you go by order that they were released or do you go by like one to eight or nine <sighs> or or do you do the machete cut that that some people do as well um I don't know how I would do it with this, honestly, because it if you do Before the Storm first, like, I think it'll help you. It I Because I, I fully recognize and accept that Chloe might be a difficult character to attach to mm-hmm. in Life is Strange Season 1. But I think if you have, I mean, obviously the stuff later in the season, but even some of it, like, just before, like, Before the Storm might give you something to attach to. But I don't know. I don't know which order I'd recommend. I would probably recommend doing season release. one first. Yeah, release. Yeah, but I, I think you could do it this way. But I think you um, absolutely could do it. But the, yeah, the, the the limited edition came with a, a CD soundtrack as well and an art book. So nice. Um, it's a good little package, and I you know got it for a decent price. But I think full price normally it's like fifty bucks. Even that's not a bad deal. Still really good for like a disc copy. A, yep, for a disc copy and. Um, yeah, for like the extra stuff you get with it too is really neat. But uh, yeah, life is strange. I think you know we can all take a big sigh of relief and exhale all the uh, the teen angst that we've experienced in the or me anyway the last couple of weeks. Um, I look, man. I I didn't experience it the last couple of weeks, but when I went through it a few months ago, I'm glad that you finally are here too, and you, we can just we can just be there. Okay, we've cleaned up the the tissues we've cried into. We've uh, put away the ice cream. We've cleaned ourselves up a little bit, made ourselves look respectable again. A bit so, more respectable. Uh, just after we've talked about uh, everything, life is strange, basically. Um, and I think now it's time for us to play everyone's favorite podcast news game, Dope or No. Dope or No. Dope or Nope is our news segment, uh, like game show, I guess, uh, where it's pretty simple. The rules work like this. Uh, we both bring news stories to the table. If one of us decides to, if, if one of us, uh, if we both dope the story, uh, we both talk about it in great detail and uh, give it the uh, the full attention we feel like it deserves. If we both nope the story, then we move on and we forget all about it and it doesn't exist anymore. And uh, if one of us dopes and the other person nopes, the person who doped the story gets a very small window of time to uh, state their case and put the story out there in the ether in a very limited, short amount of time. So, um, relatively quiet week, you know, a couple of things kicking around the internet. Uh, I've got a a few things. Um... How are you looking with got, with, with stories? I, I got a couple. I got a, I got a couple. Got, I'm not sure if, we're, if I guess we'll find out if we're going to double up on any of them. Yeah, I've got one in particular that I think is unavoidable to discuss. Yeah, I think I I took that one off my list because I feel like one of us was going to bring it. So, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, all right. Well, I'll kick it off with that. With just a headline. This is actually from a couple of weeks ago, or, or about a week ago or so. Um, but I I. Forgot to mention it last week on the show. Um, the headline is Utada Hikaru and Skrillex team up for Kingdom Hearts 3 music. 
That's uh, that's the headline. <laughs> I nope. <laughs> nope. Man, uh, it's a dope for me. So I'm, I'll give you just the. There's not much to it, but I'm just fucking excited by this this news story because um I love I. I love Skrillex, and and before anyone's like, "Oh, you fucking dubstep," it's like, no, he's more than that. He is. He does a lot of different, varied styles of music now. Um, he's very, very cool, and I, I think he's a really awesome producer. So the fact that he's working in Kingdom Hearts, especially now that I'm kind of into Kingdom Hearts, um, <laughs> makes me so excited. Uh, yeah. Basically, the song's going to be called "Face My uh, Face My Fears." It's coming out like a week before the game comes out. So, is it? Um, it's the main theme, isn't it? It better not be. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the main theme. Okay, good. Because if the Trevor I, song fits in the trailers they're playing right now is infinitely better than whatever that song's going to be. <laughs> yeah, which is Don't Think Twice. Uh, and yes. I believe, yeah, they're both coming out uh, the same day, I, I guess, for uh, like streaming services and be able to purchase and things like that. But And and I, I noped this. Uh, yeah. But if you think that... <laughs> Obviously, Skrillex is attached. If you think Square Enix is putting out a Kingdom Hearts game with a dubstep song, yeah, it's not happening. So it's not happening. I don't think you need to worry about that aspect of the story. He hasn't. He hasn't made anything that's like the dubstep that people like associate him with in a very long time. He's made a lot of like it's a, a lot more like bass house stuff now, um, and it's really great. It's really interesting, and I think it's going to be a really cool fit. Um. To, to this kind of game, uh, and, and also the combination of that with uh, uh, Hikaru Utada, I'm fucking super keen, super keen to hear what that's going to sound like. So, um, and if, if it's yeah. bad, we we have don't think twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and simple and, and clean, and, and, simple and, and, clean passion. and passion. Yeah, you know, and the songs that she's there. done for Evangelion. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's it. Like you know, we've got plenty of stuff there. So, um, yeah, that was my first one. Just kicking it off there. Just a little taste of the headline that I wanted to bring to the table because I was pretty excited by that. It took me took me by surprise, and I was like, "Fuck yes, super keen!" All um, right then. Uh, okay. Well, look, I'll get my big one out of the way. Okay. The and it's it's the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Sony finally does what everyone wants them to do. What do you right. say, Joel? Uh, I say dope because uh, it was one of my stories. So it is, yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah. dope for me as well because holy crap, Joel! Sony has officially announced, and I'll read. I'll use the headline from the PlayStation blog because okay. I find it funny, and I'm also going to read a, some choice quotes from it. Uh, Extended Fortnite crossplay beta launches on PS4 starting today, and that was like a couple of days ago. So yeah, Fortnite yep. cross-platform Joel is finally a thing if you're a PlayStation user. Oh, and I believe like you can use it to like, like your your account will be able to carry across now as well too. Finally, yes, your, your the progression will carry across PS4, Android, iOS, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, and Mac operating systems at long last. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's almost like a lot of people complained and sort of boycotted Sony for a little while. Maybe potentially. <laughs> so. It is. If they still are, it's interesting they're calling it a beta. I guess they're still testing it out. Yeah, I do like how the blog post starts with this though, which is um, to quote the blog post: "Following a comprehensive evaluation process, 
SIE has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution. Yeah, the solution that Epic found a solution to by accidentally flipping that switch a little while ago. And especially right. funny because uh, there was a quote from... Which which person was it? Uh, I can't find it. There was a quote that was basically one of the Sony guys going, it's not as simple as flipping a switch. It is though, isn't it? It seems like it, seems like it is. And like extensive research, like was it just opening an internet browser and searching for Sony PlayStation? Because you'll just probably the top news stories will be Sony not playing ball with everyone. Everyone says it's easy. Oh, you know, like that that that's not research. That's just like paying attention to people going. Yeah. this is not good enough. So I guess the question now is now we've got Fortnite. Like, how long do you think it'll be until other games are supported? Because there are other cross-platform games available. Yeah, that are not supported. So I'm I'm just interested. Like, well, surely Rocket League's got to be next up, right? Surely, and potentially and Minecraft as well. Mi- yeah, Minecraft is a big one. Um, the Minecraft one's a little bit iffy because of the whole um, Xbox Live thing on the yeah. Switch thing. So that could be a factor, but I, I'm not really sure. But um, the one that is definitely not, though, that uh, I think Pete Hines came out and said that Fallout 76 is still not going to be. Oh, that's actually interesting as well because it sort yeah. of put the heat back on him, I think, or on yeah. Bethesda. Exactly. It was, they, they sort of ran their mouth a little bit and sort of jumped on the bandwagon and now everyone's sort of like, hmm? And he's like, no, it's not happening. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was just, shut up about it. Which is so interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's with the shoes on the other foot. Yeah. It's funny how this little PR game can be played sometimes. Yep. Yeah, it's easy to jump on a bandwagon and, and throw shit at someone else, but as soon as that, uh, they wipe that shit off their face... Yeah, you better be ready with a response. So, um, and like when your response is Fallout seventy six does not support crossplay for a number of reasons. Yeah, come on, <laughs> it's, yeah, come on, come on. You dude. don't get you don't get to be all over Sony, and then when they finally play ball, have that as your yep. reason. Especially when you had Todd Howard out there running his mouth, going, "Yeah, we'd love to do it, but Sony just don't really want to play ball." I it's know, like, right? Mm, it's that doesn't seem like the the instance. And I and I don't want to. I don't want to give Sony too much credit for doing no, what they should not. be doing, but of yeah, course Beth- not. Bethesda was running their mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they they were talking shit and they got shot. Um, so yeah, no, it, it, this is interesting. I, I think yeah, you're right. With Rocket League, will be one that'll carry over. I'm trying Rocket to think League, of the other ones that are Rocket that are... League just makes sense because it was a plus game. So why why not get that crossplay yeah. happening asap? Exactly. Um. I'm trying to think of other cross-play games, like, notably cross-play games. It, like, admittedly, I don't think there's heaps out there, but I think no. going forward, this will be a much bigger deal. Oh, yeah. I think this will be something just, that people like Bethesda will have to consider if they're going to, you know, do I'm this I'm just glad that, that Sony's finally doing it. Like, it took a lot of nagging, a lot of complaining by the internet, but it seems like they finally had to cave. They finally yep. had to be like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do my, it cross-play with Fortnite. The, the, the whole situation, I think, for me, got summed up by a picture I saw on Twitter that was like, it was just the Survive Together Nintendo Xbox Minecraft thing. And it was like the red with, like, 
uh, for Nintendo. There was the green with uh, Microsoft, and it had like survive together on that, which was the original ad, and then a third column of blue, and it just says, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was that's, like, that's that's perfect. it though, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically it was, it was like, like gone. Oh, all right, fine, I guess. You 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 get your way. Everyone happy is like, well, yes. That's all we it apparently wasn't that hard to do. Thank so, you. Now the yeah. rest of them, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, oh, that boy. was sort of a, that was probably the biggest thing I think that really broke this week, and and it feels I, weird for that to be the case because it's just like, duh. Like, of course that should have yeah. been a thing, but yeah, at least they finally did it. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've got it as a news story. I I don't, but there's a whole lot. The Sony's that's not the only thing Sony's been I, in the press for. I, I do have it. I do have the thing that you're thinking of. Do you want to run into that then? I mean, a... I, may, I may as well because it, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to consider where Sony is right now. Yeah, no PlayStation experience this year. I, I'm going to say dope. It's not dope because it's not not a great situation, but the implications <sighs> behind it are interesting. Um, I, I think. I mean, discussing. I think I'll say dope because, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, if I look at where we are, yeah, I look at the generation, I look at Sony's E3 they had this year, and they had those mm-hmm. ten pole games. Yep. PS5 is coming. Yeah. At this yep. point, it feels like PSX really would have, really would have just been a retread of a lot of their E3 stuff. Granted, yep. I think they still could have done it for people who couldn't make it to E3 to play those games, but and whatever. especially considering like PSX is supposed to be for like for the, the fans. fans, like it's, yeah, it's a fan show. But it's okay, um, Joel. We know, we know the real reason. Yeah. You, did you saw the real reason as well? Did you? Wait, real reason? <laughs> well, I'm I'm pretty sure it was at PSX last year. Oh. the the topic of changing your PSN ID came up. Yep, <laughs> and they were basically like, "Yeah, so hopefully this will be be done by by next PSX, so you won't have to ask us about it." PSX isn't happening, man. <laughs> yeah, Sean Layden's just like, "I fucking fooled them all." <laughs> Sean Layden's just sweating because he's like, "Shit, we didn't get that name changing through." Pull the plug on PSX. Hey, Sony, stop talking when you shouldn't be talking <laughs> like that. Oh God. Uh, People but, um, just like they they love they love having a chat, don't they? They really do. God, just running their mouth. This is interesting because this this whole PSX thing, at least for, maybe not the last, at least last year, sort of went hand in hand hand in hand with Game Awards. It's like a little back to back thing. It was yeah. nice. It was like you know, yeah, it was on the, that was on the fr- like well the Thursday in America, but like Friday here, and then PSX would go over the weekend. Yeah, um, but no, not this year. Nope. Uh, uh, there is also another facet to this as well, yeah. That that involves Microsoft as well. You've you've seen all about this as well. Is it? With, uh, okay, I think this was my other dope one story. Oh really? Oh, I'm so sorry. I fucking ruined your whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it was a quiet week. There wasn't much to pick from. True. I, and these do goes. these do all sort of go hand in hand, in a way. Um. I'll get, and I can give you the run. Do you want to go to it now, or do you want to wait for that one? No, no, we'll do it now because it does go hand in hand with this a lot of this yeah. stuff. All right, um, it is a dope from me, so feel free to to uh, elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Microsoft had an announcement of their own that they'll be throwing a super special global celebration of all things Xbox, titled XO18, mm-hmm. November tenth and eleventh this year. Uh, yeah. So, Xbox is essentially throwing their own PSX. 
Yes, and they're, they're going to have a big uh, Xbox Insider episode, a two-hour episode um, that's going to be on uh, uh, around the same time. Um, and it's it's also coinciding with the Xbox Fan Fest that's going on in, uh, is it New Mexico? Yeah, because this is happening in Mexico City, there. yeah. So, um, now, they haven't really done an uh, XO enter number here for a little while and i believe Look, we know we know the big question joel yeah i believe the last time they did one was around about the xbox 360 time will we see new hardware ah look is it they've, time they've already been talking about it i know and, they, and i was listening to the easy allies and i think michael damiani was saying about like microsoft are going to want to get the jump on sony absolutely and now that they've said this and they're like, cool, all right, go, 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 go. They've probably been working on it maybe to do something at the start of next year. But now they're like, I think we're ready. I think this will be a good time. I think if they pull it off, cool boy. Sony better be shaking in their boots. Because, man, say what you will about Microsoft. They have been winning back a lot of goodwill the last year or so between... Mm-hmm having pretty solid like E3 showings with lots of great games, uh, yep. backwards compatibility is they've, they've got like That's the best. Like yep. it's amazing that I have an Xbox one and there is a plethora of games from the original Xbox and the 360 that I can play on it. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Like, no, that's awesome. Sony nor Nintendo even really offers that sort of arrangement. Not, not at that accessibility as well. No. Like, um, I nearly included it this week as well. Sony's steps to include downloading for PS4 and PS2 games on PlayStation Now is a step yeah. in the right direction. So they're essentially doing Game Pass, but yeah. Xbox still hasn't beat there, like hands down. Oh, for sure. 100%. 100%. But um, there's also the thing too that if Microsoft going forward do need to keep this up, they can't step back now. No. They, they need to keep their Xbox, the, the backwards compatibility going. Because if they do take a step back and say, oh, yeah, we're not working on it now. I think alarm bells should be going off for some people. But I don't think that's going to be an issue because... I don't like, think it is either. That's just going to be a focus going forward for their hardware and for mm-hmm. their games. Yep. Um, and then on top of that as well, you've got like Game Pass. So yeah. Game Pass is crushing it. The fact that like... I'm gonna I'm gonna play Forza Horizon Four this week because I'm gonna download it on Game Pass because I keep forgetting to cancel it because I'm not using it that much. But like, are you still getting charged for it? Oh my god! Yeah, it's fine. It's like ten bucks a month. I don't really mind. Oh god, that's and and for moments uh, like this where I'm just uh, like, for moments like this where I'm just like, yeah, right, cool. I I can play Forza Horizon now, and I'm probably gonna play it a fair bit. It so yeah, they got a they got a free tenner out of me after CFEs, but I canned it because I knew I wasn't gonna play anything. But I might up it again to try out Forza. Yeah, and that's the thing. For you to just be like, you're essentially renting the game, you, mm, and then yeah. at the, in the in the meantime, you could be like, "Oh, cool." While I'm at it, I, like, I mean, I know you've both we've both played it, but like, Wolfenstein: The New Order just got added to it as well. Like, there's a whole bunch of other games that got added this week. Every time I see like a post on Facebook from X, uh, from Xbox, it's like, these are the new games that have been added to Xbox Game Pass. And I'm like, fuck, there's some good games there. <laughs> Some games I that mean, like some games I haven't played, and yeah, it's also a pretty safe assumption that when they do reveal their next gen stuff, expect sort of similar arrangements to how we started seeing the the contract Xbox deals that you could get with like essentially like a phone plan where you yep. pay a monthly thing because that if they're going to go that way with the Games Pass and like have like all Xbox exclusives will be on Games Pass. Yep, 
that sort of seems like a good way to like position your next gen hardware by like having it as a thing that you pay a monthly you're on a contract I, for like 24 months or whatever to and i'll tell console. you what if that's the way that consoles are gonna go i'm kind of okay with it i'm i'm torn because i wouldn't want i'm not fucking paying three monthly fees for three consoles put it that way yeah yeah i guess if let's wait did... nintendo's not gonna do it no no and if but, and if, if both Sony and Microsoft did it, I would probably have to drop Microsoft. But I think at least Microsoft yeah. is going to be looking at it. Um, and, and I think that's what's going to keep keep Microsoft in a lot of people's homes is if Sony do keep charging full price for their consoles, which is fine. It's a more than viable way of doing things at the moment. Um, other people would just be like, like, oh, well, there's that couple of Xbox, you know, exclusives, especially with those new studios they've got. Who knows what they're going to be cooking up. Like they've got a good lineup of of first party developers now, that yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to come out with. Oh yeah, that. I need I need to see that before I get too excited though. Yeah, it's a decent pedigree though that they've got there. Um, you know who else is pretty good when Microsoft got them? Who? Rare. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember when Microsoft shut down that <sighs> Platinum Games title, Scalebound. Yeah. All I'm yeah. saying is. That's very I want to I want to see substantial stuff from these from these teams, and honestly, it's a ways off because they were announced with logos this year. So, yeah, um, I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but I kind of need to see a bit more proof to get excited. But yeah, I think I think the countdown is on to seeing new hardware. Yeah. The countdown I, is, it's been on for a little while, but I think it's we're getting to the end of it now. I think someone someone's going to break. Someone's going to someone's going to like you know. Take the plunge first, and I, I think it's going to be like I said with, with with the Sony stuff. You can tell that they're sort of winding down. Like they've got their big. I reckon those those big four games will mm-hmm. come out between now and like next holiday, like next November. Yep, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident, at least for Sony. Like 2020 is new hardware for Sony. Yep, Microsoft like could March, potentially yeah. push a 2019, but I think 2020 for them as well. But I think, I think that's the year to look at. I think March, maybe, with like Death Stranding as a cross-console launch title. I don't know. I like Nintendo did a March release, but I think those the, the big guys they like their they love their holiday launches. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Be interesting to see what happens, though. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super keen to see. Like, there's nothing more exciting than the lead up to to next gen. Like, God, Joel, remember our our NX madness oh dude man <laughs> time hop reminds me of that some days i'm just like oh man that's right nx what oh that's okay yeah i remember that fucking nx get, your, get your fucking your string theory boards out and yep get watching ready. that and then watching that video and just being like they fucking oh, did it <laughs> like they, they got actually it. they they fucking did it they did all this madness the what, what the way you should have been Yep, like this is what that should have been. They did it. All, all those like all those those different like pattern designs and dif- different things. Like they they pulled it off and it fucking <laughs> works. Um, but yeah, I guess the last question to really ask before we move on from that topic. Yep. Do you think we see that Halo game? Because hmm. well, let's be honest, it, that that Halo game is almost definitely like a next gen thing. That's a launch title. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a what is it? Uh Xbox Scarlet is the yeah, code the, name the, for it. The at code the moment. name is Scarlet. 
Which, man, if they fucking... Imagine if they just went, like, full, like, deep red for it. <laughs> Xbox Crimson. Yeah, Xbox Crimson. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. It'd be kind of dope. I mean, um, maybe maybe it's preemptive to be getting hyped on the, on the next-gen stuff, but, again, like you said, Xbox very rarely holds big fan focused celebrations for all things xbox like this and they do the do the fan fest every year yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not like a televised or like streamed or like they don't have like we're doing a they've been specific in like focusing on that two hour inside yeah. xbox episode a global celebration of all all things xbox yeah, yeah. it's gonna be so yeah something big's gonna come out of that and it could be new hardware it could be something we don't even know about like yeah, it's true. Like it could be another Xbox iteration, like an Xbox One iteration. Who knows? Yeah, or it could be, it could be like some more. I, I think we'll definitely get. I reckon they've probably picked up a couple more um, studios for first party. I I Maybe. wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two of those, but who knows? Um, Maybe even something from those. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I'm excited to see what happens, and it's like a month away or so. It's real month, soon. Month like and a bit. No. Like a, a week or two after PAX. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking nice. Oh, boy. Um, all right. Well, cool. well the, the floor is yours, Joel. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got like a headline that it does kind of relate into it because it's kind of Microsoft related. Um, and I just, I know you're going to nope it, but I just, oh, really? Really, I just thought it was really interesting when I was trolling through recent era before. Um, Minecraft Dungeons got announced. Nope. <laughs> I think this could be fun. I actually think this could be kind of fun. So basically, it's a, an action-adventure, um, all-new action-adventure game inspired by classic dungeon crawlers, where you'll constantly discover new weaponry and items that will help you defeat a ruthless swarm of new and nasty mobs. You'll fight or flee through canyons, swamps, and, of course, mines. Um, there's a, there's a, a small little trailer out for it. I think this is going to be fun, like a dungeon crawler in the Minecraft universe with some, like, here's, crafting and things. Here's my problem, and it... Maybe it'll be fixed for this. Combat in Minecraft is god awful. Well, there's no gameplay in this like announcement trailer, so there might. I I don't know whether it's going to be like a dungeon crawler like Diablo because it's coming to PC at this stage, like like an isometric view one. And if that's the case, combat will work fine for that because that's all it is. It's just bashing away. I don't think it'll be like. I think it'll be like it'll be the Diablo esque dungeon crawling, but from the Minecraft perspective. Yeah, okay. I, I just I just thought, you know, there's nothing else to it. There's an announcement trailer and a little, like, a, a press release about it. Like, a little press release. Here's, but, what, here's, um, what, I'll, here's what I'll give you. The thing I find okay. interesting about this is it paints an interesting picture for instead of doing Minecraft 2, they can do things like this and just update Minecraft continually. Yep. And I think that's, that's interesting. I think that's a really pretty clever way of doing it because like someone like me who hasn't played minecraft and hasn't really got any intention of playing minecraft for, for ages like this is like oh cool minecraft with an actual like objective like i'm okay with that and i don't at me i get that's why the appeal of minecraft is it's just not for me i need to have i'm not very good with my imagination and making up my own fun um but it's not even that i just i, I don't know i've had my time with minecraft and but I, like I said, something like this my, might draw me back. My issue was just, I know how much I hate fighting anything in Minecraft. Yeah. So that's my issue. But again, like I said, it's an interesting way to consider them taking the Minecraft IP in different directions. Yeah. 
Which they've um, already sort of experimented with with like mini games and stuff in Minecraft. Yep, true. Yeah, very true. Um, that's yeah, definitely the the pun intended building blocks for something like this. God damn it! Um, <laughs> anyway, that's a good that, one, but also god damn it. <laughs> you're like I'm so fucking mad, but no, oh, god I'll, damn it! Oh, oh, I'll pay it to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not much else there. So I, saw, I thought it was interesting. I'm like, huh? Can I, okay. can I say? I had no idea Minecon was even on this weekend. Yeah, neither did I. That was, that was the only thing that I saw that came out of it. Exactly. Um, I yeah. woke up to that and was like, oh, Minecon's on. Okay, sure, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Cool. Um, I don't know why I'm bringing all the Minecraft-related stuff. I had the fucking Coachella last week as well. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I don't give a shit about Minecraft anymore, but then apparently I do. So You secretly love it. I do. I'm like, I've got my little, my creeper snapback and my fucking, I don't know, diamond pickaxe. I don't know. Anyway, um, my last news story that I've got, um, I'm, I'm sad about, but I'm glad that I got to experience this. Um, I'm a bit sad for people who don't get to experience anymore, but I totally get it. Uh, the headline is Nintendo wins 10 million yen lawsuit against real-life Mario Kart company. I'll dope it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you'd listened to uh, almost a year ago now, I, I went to Japan with my wife, and one of the things I desperately wanted to do while I was there was the uh, Mario Kart experience, which is basically you get in go-karts and drive through the streets of, uh, well, I did it in Tokyo, uh, and you dress up as Mario Kart characters, and it's fucking awesome. It was the coolest way to see that city. Um, one of easily one of the best life experiences I've ever had. Um, and just pure magical. I did it at nighttime as well. And it was so sensational, but there's been a couple of cease and desists and things that have been sent out. I think or like tried to go out and the future of Mari car was a little bit, um, up in the air for a while there, but it looks like it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, no more, essentially. So, yeah, the reasoning was that Nintendo filed a lawsuit because they believe they said that Mario Kart was damaging the Mario Kart franchise. Yeah. Apparently there have been a couple of incidents, actually. I'm just looking up a, a variety story now. Yeah, there apparently were. And, like, I mean, it's going to happen. It is. You are just in a go-kart and you are driving on the streets. And all you need is an international driver's license. Like, that's... Yeah. It is a recipe for disaster. Um, I fucking loved it. I had the time of my life doing it. And it was, like I said, one of the, the most unique ways to experience. I drove through like Shibuya Crossing Scramble at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. I got to drive through one of the most iconic intersections in the, in the, in the world. Um, and I will never forget that. It was, it will stay with me forever. Luckily, you weren't, in an accident. you weren't in an accident. I wasn't. And the thing was, while I was on it, I never felt like I was going to be in an accident. That was what the thing was. I, our, instruct, our instructor was very clear. We were given clear directions. We were given more than enough information to read through. I just feel like maybe there were, like, you know, individuals that were just getting a little bit too excited that ruined it for everyone sort of thing. I'm not saying it's their fault. This has all gone down by any means. And I'm not saying that that is what actually happened but uh, as someone who works i run escape rooms 
and the, the 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 stuff that I have to go through in a briefing before taking people into an escape room, people will laugh at and go, oh my god, oh, please don't trash the room and punch holes through the walls. And they'll be like, oh, and I'm like, no, we have to say this because it has happened. And I've had to deal with that, and I get that. But it's a very small incident, very small group of people. I, but, I, I did read that apparently a part, another part of it was people were sending complaints to Nintendo about it. So oh. Nintendo was actually getting complaints from people confusing this Mario Kart thing as a thing Nintendo was running. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if that also added another reason to them to be like, nope, get rid of this. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. I Look, I don't, I do not blame Nintendo by trying to, like, you know, protect their IP, a very well-known IP, obviously, as well. Um, but the reason, I, the reason I did this experience wasn't because I got to dress up as Luigi while I did it. Like... Um, oh yeah no yeah of course not it's just the, the fact that like just being on the roads and driving a go-kart was awesome like i'm not but, sure if they'll be able to bring it back in another way that could be a possibility i i mean i really i hope so um but uh yeah well here we go at the end of this uh on on the vd247 article it says mario car has already changed its name to mari mobility dev but they must now pay uh 10 million yen in compensation and stop using nintendo themed outfits that's fair. Um, it's it's yeah. tough, but it's fair. It is. It's totally fair. And I'm surprised. It, honestly, I'm surprised it's taken this long to, for it to happen. But And I'm just lucky that I got to, you, to do it. Maybe it's conspiracy theorist of me, but I think I think Nintendo might be better than people give them credit for sometimes, if that makes sense. Like, Nintendo uh, clearly yeah. let this go on for a while. True. Uh, you're right. Yep. And uh, even... Even to, to reference other things, like small, like they let that Metroid 2 remake reach the point of completion yep. and then said, don't update this anymore. And sure, it, you can't go to that website and download it, but if you are resourceful, you can find it on the web. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and their reasoning behind that too is when you see the bigger picture of them going, well, we have our own exactly. version of that and, coming and out. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, maybe like that's that might be another factor as well because I mean, in two years' time, there's going to be a super there's Super Nintendo Land opening up at Universal Studios yeah, in yeah. in Osaka. So there'll probably be a Mario Kart attraction there. If, if there's not, then what are they fucking doing? Like, it's going to be there. Not what idiots. are they fucking doing? Yeah, that's got to be a thing. I hope you can dress as Bowsette. Oh God, don't that's that's a new story rabbit hole we don't need to go down it's the dopest new story oh god there's 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 uh, there's Buet as well now i know i saw there's Everyone's a lot of moved, them. oh there's i saw pikachu as well uh, i saw look. i saw a ridley yet <laughs> oh my god jesus the internet why why you do Cause, this cuz it's the internet man yeah, you can true. Do, you can do whatever it wants very true just like For they can make they can make the meme of the month moths at the moment that's I what, love that yeah. meme. Don't you take thing, this from me. The moth thing is pretty great. <laughs> we'll give it that. I'm a part of a Simpsons meme group called CompuGlobal Compu Global Hyper Meganet. Yep. And the moth theme has been killer. This oh yes, yeah, yeah. Just open up Twitter. There's so every second post is like a moth related. Ten out of ten. I love that yeah. moth meme. Um, but yeah, that was the last of my stories. I, I, I am, I am thankful I got to do that because it was definitely something. Honestly, like, I don't really want to say like life changing, but it was just like, it blew my mind how awesome that experience was. Like I had high expectations going into it and it met and exceeded those. 
and I just had a fucking ball um, and just feeling like a celebrity driving around the streets of, of Tokyo um, in this fucking go-kart. But yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be interested to see if they do keep it going though. So I've got a couple of people I know who are going to Japan who I kept talking it up going, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. And I may not be able to now. I guess it depends on how hard those the, the damages hit them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, from what I could tell, they're doing pretty well. They've got a lot of locations across Japan, and they were also branching out into doing, like, boat tours and helicopter tours as well. So, I don't know. So, if that's the case, then they might they might be okay and just... They might them. be okay. It was... Yeah, anyway. Um, but, yeah. Oh, boy. So good, though. That's dope or nope. That is dope or nope. Well, it's almost time for us to round out another episode of the Dialogue Options podcast. But before we do, we're going to check in with the bonus round. Bonus round. Our bonus round is, of course, our uh, question and answer segment where you, the listener, get to write into us and uh, ask us stuff that you'd like us to answer on the show or play some little games and uh, just, yeah, we'll uh, have a generally good, fun time with it. Uh, we've got a couple of questions this week. Uh, starting off with Mr. Broderick Gordes himself, uh, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. Um, wonderful, wonderful podcast about uh, TV and television series where they take a, a, a series of television and, and each episode is about one series, a like well, a season of television. And it's... Oh, my, a se- imagine a series for us. Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> you do like a limited series. Like You do like I Maniac. Guess. Maniac's technically a limited series. So I guess you could. Yeah, you bend the rules. That's what we do here <laughs> at Dialogue Options. We bend the rules. Um, yeah, so uh, it's a really great podcast. I-, I love it. I love listening to it. It's a really great show. Um, you should go and listen to it if you are interested in that kind of thing. Uh, and show them some love. And tell them we sent you. If you feel like doing that. Um, <laughs> but Brod asks us this week. He says, uh, do you have any stories of particularly memorable multiplayer matches or games? Funny moments playing Smash, Epic Victories and Overwatch. Um, we've kind of answered this over the last couple of weeks now. In the question I, feel like I, I feel like we've been talking a lot about multi- um, multiplayer games a lot. <laughs> yeah, or but... just our, like, our fond memories of video games. Yeah. But one did pop up today, actually, that I thought would be... Sort of timed well perfectly for this. I can't believe this. Yeah, so uh, it was uh, one year ago, Kyron, that we played Fortnite for the first time. The only time we've played together. Uh, and one of about maybe four times I've played it in total. Um, <laughs> but uh, we decided to play it around this time last year and, and, and jump in and see what it was like and squad up. And uh, man, I, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't fun. because It was pretty fun. I had it a was... ball. It was us being confused, scared, and paranoid at, all at the same time. But and, and lots of giggling, like lots of just lots like, of giggling because we got to the top three. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't know how I couldn't begin to express how we did it. But the, the last match we hid. That's what we did, Kyron. We fucking. Oh, that's hid. right. We hid. We hid that's on the top the, of the hill. Remember? I, I don't you, remember what it was, but yeah. That's how you win. You hide. Yeah. And the only reason we got we we lost in the end really was we got blown up by a ro- some one of the other team like the other like teams we were up against had a fucking rocket launcher on their team, and we're like yeah, yeah that, right, fair enough. That'll make it hard to survive. And it we will. didn't know how to we didn't know how to build. 
We didn't know anything. <laughs> we were like, I had oh, never, shit. I had never played Fortnite before playing Battle Royale that night, so it was a completely new yep. experience for me. Yep. Um. But yeah, no, that that was probably one of the ones that, yeah, coincidentally popped up today on my time hop. So, um, yeah, that was that was a fun memory of just like running around having no idea and just laughing and just not being super committed to it. Um. But man, we've had so many. Like Overwatch has been such a a crazy roller coaster with some of the the, the matches that we've had. Where going I can into think it, of like I can't think of like any particular matches, but I can think of so many at like two a.m. Yep, when we should be going to bed, and yep. brought himself as like let's do one more. It's like, all right, and all then right, we do, we'll do one, one more. We do one more, and then like one of us is like. I'm one game away from a loot box. And was like, all right, let's, let's go let's again. Just do one more. <laughs> yep. But um, um, I've had, I, we've had so many like nail biters in yeah. like Overwatch competitive. That's just sort of taken me to the, I, I've lost years off my life playing that game online. Oh yeah. And like games, matches where like, it seems like it's been a complete write off from the start that we've turned it around and fucking like destroyed it. Like games where you, you, start up a competitive match and someone would drop out and you're like, well, fuck, we're going to lose this. Um, and the other team would still play hard and we played even harder. I remember there was a match that we, yeah, we dropped someone at the start of the match and we played and played and played and it went right down to the wire and we ended up winning. And I was like, holy shit, this was fucking awesome. And we were just so happy after it and so like elated that we managed to pull it off. And even, I think we got like, I think the the other team gave like people on our team like the the thumbs up in the post game uh, post game screen like the, the the um the match complete screen. The Overwatch community can be good sometimes. Yeah, and that was in like peak like good times I think as well. Yeah, yeah, where like, everyone was, was just having a good time, happy to throw out the thumbs up. Yeah, and everyone was like, "No, you guys played fucking well, like well done." And yeah, it was it was just lots of like patting ourselves on the back and through our headphones to each other going, wow, well done guys. We pulled that together. Yeah. I can think of, a, I, I, again, I can't pinpoint any particular matches, but I, there's been so many, like I, I can think of a lot of times just desperately fighting at the gates of Hanamura. Oh, just yeah. <laughs> trying to hold. Yep. Or trying to break uh, through. Or trying to break through. Yeah. Just trying to find that, that the gap in the defenses mm-hmm. or even like, King's Row, at, a lot of them are like at, at the choke points where yeah. it's just like, usually, again, the mana may have changed more now, but it's just like shield against shield, whoever can like poke through and get through and yep. do the damage, like, and just sweaty controllers after a, a last, oh, yeah. a long overnight set, overwatch session, putting it down and just going, well, my controller is gross. Yep. Um, Don't want to touch you until tomorrow. Get a towel. Those, those like clutch plays as well, where you like, you know, it's in overtime for like three minutes. And you manage to take the point, and you're like, oh god! Like, I do remember. I remember again. I, it was a, I think it was a capture on the, maybe it was a king of the hill. Either way, it was one of the. It was before they fixed the. Um, I say fixed, but changed the overtime mechanics. Yep. Where it could just keep going back and forth, and back and forth, yep. and back and forth. And I remember there was a match that went forever. Yep. Like twenty, twenty-five minutes of just trying to decide a winner and all i can say to you blizzard is thank you for changing how overtime works yeah i mean like 
was pretty epic, like, looking back at it now, but at the oh, time, yeah. we are just like, fuck, come on, please. Someone win. That's yeah. all I ask at this point. Somebody preferably, win. Preferably us, but someone. Yeah, exactly. Somebody win, but I don't want to put the controller down and just let it happen. I'm still going to fight. Like, I want to get through this. Um, but uh, even, even beyond... Like, Overwatch was sort of a game, obviously, that got me into playing online at all, really. Yeah, absolutely. So... I mean, he since then, like earlier this year, Dragon Ball Fighters came out. I've had a lot of clutch matches in that game. Yeah, and as since it's an anime fighter, it's already flashy as hell. But if you throw into that the layer of like how good that game looks, yep. combined with how how close it can come down to, especially when you throw in like sparking, which can if you save it to your last character can regen your health for a decent amount of time as well as increase your damage output and as as i per i personally prefer to play as freezer as well he has like the golden freezer power up which is a one time per fight thing which combined with sparking can be pretty crazy which is sort of like a oh christ please don't let me lose this like these are all my trump cards right it just there's nothing like there's nothing like those sort of encounters, and I'm looking forward to seeing if we can do it with Smash as well because we've had plenty of fun Smash and heaps of like when we used to have our one on ones, they were great. Oh yeah, and the one on ones and just like, but even just like the pure insanity of like, you know, fuck it, let's do an A player Smash. Fuck it, let's just put like cuckoos and bumpers on. Like, let's just get wild. Oh yeah, like why not? The reason I think of one on ones is I just think of all those times where. It would just be the clash of the of the of it, the attacks with the ting, yep. ting. <laughs> yep. There's no. There's nothing like it when you pull off a couple of those in a row. Yeah. And Joel, I'm just ready for Smash. Can I have it yeah, now? Yeah, I'm super ready for Smash. All these all these multiplayer questions and gaming memories questions are just making me want Smash really bad. I'm just ready to have Smash that I can take with me that isn't on the 3ds. I know, and the, like that's gonna be so good. Yep. <laughs> I'll be able to play as as Ridley. It's gonna be oh. Yeah, yeah. Dark Samus and, and Samus and man, we're oh. still we're still not out of the woods with Smash yet. We've got I, oh. there's still there's still more to come for that game that we don't know. There could there's probably more characters. There's an entire game mode that we don't know Su- about. Sakurai did said that did say that character reveals will probably, will probably slow down. But the big question mark is whatever that that other mode is. That's the big one. Yeah. I mean, he did say character reveals would probably slow down, but every time we've had a Nintendo Direct, a new character's been announced, or an Echo Fighter has been announced. I know. Like, oh. yeah. So, Give knows? me that game. Yeah, give it to me. Give that game. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got. Uh, but playing some like Splatoon and Splatoon 2 online, like, there's been some pretty clutch moments in those. Yeah, look, Splatoon especially because... You can think you're doing so well because you're like, the area around me is coated. Yep. And then at the end, it zooms out to a map. You're like, oh God. Oh no. There's, <laughs> oh, they've got like, oh, oh no. But even then coming down to like, I remember I, I, the, I lost count of the amount of times that like I won or lost a match that was like 0.1% difference. Oh yeah. And oh, those, yeah. So those matches are like, fuck oh my god like nail biting when you're watching that like like um the the results screen and yeah oh boy i to to rewind a bit to overwatch i think i have that song like that the tune that plays as the clock's about to hit zero like it almost plays every single day in my head at work when i'm nearly it's time to go home (laughs) 
when it when it slows down, you're like, oh god, it's nearly over. <laughs> it's nearly finished. <laughs> Victory! Yeah. Oh god, nothing like it. Uh, we really should try and tee up a night for Overwatch soon. When we've both, I'm keen. We've like, I need to do my placements here. for this season. Oh there's fuck, new, I've forgotten a... about all about seasons. There's a new map. It's not really oh, new anymore, yeah. but it's the newest map, Busan. Fuck yeah! I mean, we're coming up on Halloween. We probably should just wait for that. There'll probably be a character in November around BlizzCon. Yeah, it's been a trend. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, Brod, for your question. Um, see you. See you when we'll settle it in Smash, Brod. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm not going to talk smack because I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I am not. I am not 100 percent confident in my skills in that game. <laughs> I've gotten better. Not that good. Um. Yeah. Anyway, but thank you very much for your question. We appreciate it. Uh, rounding out the episode this week is a question from the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the wonderful person himself, Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick. Just genuinely lovely human being, designer of all our uh, graphic design work and done some amazing artwork for us and just uh, one of the number one supporters of our show. Has been there, has been since day one and it's really, really like we appreciate it so much. I swear to fucking God, we will have you on the fucking show soon. I promise. I promise, I promise, I promise. We promise. It's got to happen. Um, but yeah, we'll make it happen soon, hopefully. Let's do it. I want to do a big thing when Smash comes out. That's what I just want to do. <laughs> we could do like, yeah, oh man, we'll do like Smash. We'll do like interview all our friends and do like Smash I just memories. Have a, have a Smash week. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Why I'm not? just. I'm just high on Smash right now, and I need to talk about Smash. I need more Smash. Uh, Smash. All right. Well, funny you should say that about Smash, because Sean's question has nothing to do with it. Anyway. um, Damn it. Sean asks us this week, uh, what's your weirdest gaming memory? I'm talking creepypasta. The game did something that really weird that you were never able to replicate it and question your sanity kind of shit. Hmm. I mean, oh, I can't really think of much, like not not creepy pasta level. When I think creepy pasta and video games, I think of Ben Drowned from Majora's Mask, of which is infamous. Yeah. Infamous. Yeah, it's like the OG one. And if you don't know about it, go and look it up, and then also don't sleep for a week. So, <laughs> you know, there's you've, that. You've met you have met with a terrible fate. Exactly. Oh God. Oh uh, no, thank you. I'm, I I have like no shortage of history with weird bugs that i can't explain yeah mostly mostly bethesda Ex- almost exclusively bethesda yep like bethesda open world games yeah yeah i had a i've had plenty of weird rad scorpions that just fly into the sky to, yep. uh, i don't know why in fallout 3 in one of the dlc expansions where you go out to the swamp was it point lookout it may have been point lookout i don't know yep uh there was just a floating van in the sky, just suspended up there, and I, I, I could look up and see it, and it was it wasn't moving; it was just suspended in the air. Yep, I don't I don't know what it was doing up there, <laughs> but it was it was up there, just floating. Yep, just hanging uh, out, high just in the sky. hanging out. <laughs> yep, I yeah, I can't think of anything really that's like really fucked me up <laughs> like that at all, but. That wasn't like you know part of the game design itself. I mean, could I could I count 
can I count like weird Assassin's Creed Unity glitches, or is that basically off the table now? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that were pretty terrifying. Is, is that just a given? Like, just it obviously, even pretty terrifying. Like, but no just... faces was terrifying. But I also had these weird ones where they'd have like PS2 level textures and oh. have like smoothed over faces, which was just disconcerting. There, there was, was that, the time was, was I like the, fell the, through the floor. Oh god. And fell for like a solid thirty seconds before oh I eventually died. It was odd, to there say was, the least. I remember seeing the one from like is the NBA one of the NBA games with that just pure nightmare fuel. Like I just oh god, it just makes my skin crawl thinking about it. <laughs> I actually like some of them I physically couldn't look at. It was just too traumatizing to look at. Um I don't know. Yeah, no. I I've really got nothing that's that that was like you know, not part of the gameplay. Like you know, just me getting freaked out by things. Um, I I mean, I I feel like since we've brought up the the Ben drowned one, can we just bring up like our favorite ones? Like, I'm trying to think of other ones there, that I remember. Yeah, up up there with Ben drowned. One of my other favorite weird, gross, uncomfortable glitches is probably Cheetah. Uh, Cougar Man or Cheetah Man, whatever it was from Red Dead Redemption. Oh my god. <laughs> have, you not, have you heard of this? No, I think I have heard of this, yeah. Oh it's boy. Ju- it's just the dude that's textured like a like an animal. <laughs> yep. No, that's yep. No, I remember that. No thank you. I no thank you. There might be like two hundred of them in Red Dead 2, Kyron. Yeah, if you if you just Google Red Dead Cougar Man, you'll You'll be in an uncomfortable place, much like me. Oh God, let me let but, uh, live reactions here. But I, I actually can't think of anything else. I, for some reason, the thing that sticks in my mind of like unsettling moments that really like weirded me out uh, was like just playing Bioshock for the first time, that the opening scene, and being out of control and not being able to fight back, and sitting in that diving bell as the splices were like bashing in the window, and I'm like. What am I going to do here? But, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've, I've got nothing really that sticks in my mind apart from, like, you know, the funny glitches and things like that that obviously it's hard to replicate but um, will pop up and occasionally just sort of be like, okay, cool. <laughs> that That's a thing. That's that happened. happened, yeah. Cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. I really, really can't think of anything, unfortunately, Sean. To answer your question. You've, you've let him down. Maybe. But all right. Here, here's the thing. Sean, if you've got one in particular, can you send it to us and we'll read it out on the show? Because I'd really like to hear your response from that. Because it sounds like this comes from a place that you actually have one in mind. So I want to know. I want to know your creepypasta. And uh, can I, video can I ask something of you, Joel? Can you okay. keep an eye out in the future? Because they're definitely there. Um, I have I've plenty saved on my PS4 of just weird Bethesda bugs and stuff like that that I don't have an explanation for. Yep. Just keep an eye out when you're playing games in the future because they're definitely out there. Oh, and... I I know I've encountered them, but I just like Red Dead Two is a, about a month away. It's gonna have some. Oh yeah, open oh, world yeah. games are rife for these things. Like there's everywhere because yep. for the simple reason is you. Open world games are huge, and you can't possibly test every potential variable in a goddamn world that size. So, that's how you get Red Dead Cougar Man. Oh, fucking Red Dead Cougar Man. Oh, boy. 
Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to hear yours, Sean. If you can, if you could, or if anyone else out there listening as well has got any, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. We will uh, we'll compile, or maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll save them for Halloween. We'll do a Halloween oh, episode. I'm watching. I'm watching Red Dead Cougar Man. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Sean, for your question. We'll move on. So Kyra doesn't have to keep traumatizing himself by watching oh, Red Dead Cougar God. Man. It just makes <laughs> me uncomfortable. I haven't looked it up yet. I'm gonna look it up in a minute. Um. Okay. But I reckon that's um, I reckon that's an episode, though, Karen. Episode? All right, Ben. Yeah. Well, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do very much appreciate it. Like, seriously. Uh, this is this was basically the highlight of my week. What has been a very stressful, long week. Always oh, look yeah. forward to sitting down with my good friend Joel and talking video games. It's a good time. And Hell if you yeah. enjoy it too, that's great. I love it. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. Alternatively, we do have a website you can hit up, which is at www.dialogueoptions.com. Uh, there you'll find like contact details for our, like for our Twitter and stuff, or our blog posts, and of course, every episode of the podcast is available to peruse there. As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX where I've been doing a, a very Joel McDonald thing and just retweeting a bunch of stuff recently. Yeah. Uh, re- <laughs> Lazy Twitter. That's what I do. Well, cause I, I tweeted about like life is strange too, but obviously it was no spoilers yep. uh, and my stressful week uh, and a very bare minimum grand final tweet. I had much, not much investment in that at all, but I've got, I retweeted some sweet Samus Ridley fan art, a hilarious video where they basically go through, like Jordan Peele goes through shaking hands of everyone and they're all Zelda games and uh, <laughs> certain Zelda games get very rightly so. They get shunned. And a very amazing Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming soon mood board, which again, if you're in the Red Dead hype zone, get in there. Ye, I cannot stress this enough. Or from uh, Clippy, the little paperclip man. Oh my God. You, you can go to my Twitter feed and see it. <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm going to go look at that in a moment. <laughs> uh, but where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac. Where the only thing that I I haven't posted anything this last week. I haven't really had time to. But today I retweeted um, the PlayStation account. Apparently, uh, Nero uh, Nero Automata is like fifty percent off of PlayStation Plus members at the moment. And I just wrote, "Do it," which you should. If you haven't, please do it. Fucking one of the best games. One of my favorite video games. I love it's it so much. It's a very much. good video game. Um, Highly recommend. Um, I also did just watch I did just watch Red Dead Cougar Man and it actually made me laugh <laughs> a little bit. You might be able to hear me giggling in the background of Kyra just before because I, oh, I was <laughs> this little guy just running around <laughs> chasing this guy down. And it's, it's really fucked. funny. It is it's, fucked. It's so funny. Oh, so yeah, look... look Look forward to hunting for that shit in Red Dead Redemption 2. It'll be a good time. Surely they get... I hope they put it in there as like an Easter egg. Hope so. Like, I hope Bigfoot's somewhere. Oh, it has to be. Bigfoot will be in there, so surely. Um, But yeah, that's all I've been tweeting. That's the only thing I've tweeted last week. Well, in that case, I will let our wonderful theme song by Joel take us out, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.
Dialogue Options Podcast.